Round one, fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry Gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 199th episode of the Hungry Gamers podcast. We are powered by 8bit.net and those sexy, sexy legends at Audio Technica. I'm your extremely humble host, Brendan White. You can find me just about everywhere, Brendan 8bit. And joining me today, as usual, the hunter to my titan, the cola aficionado of 8bit. We're talking about Miss Ali Hart. You can find her at Miss Ali Hart. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I wonder if our listeners know that pretty much whatever your intro is, is exactly what we were talking about before we started recording. It makes it much easier for me to try and reinvent the wheel from scratch. If I've got sort of something semi-fresh in my mind that I can try and weave into some kind of little factoid or anecdote, I'll usually Mm. go there. I mean, I feel like this one we should bring up, which is the, you know, Pepsi-Cola, like Mm -hmm. Coke kind of rivalry that we brought up. So listeners out there, I just want you to know that this is a Coke household. And uh, Pepsi can go in the trash. Amen. Yeah, we are we are Coca Cola Amatel through and through, uh, from front to back. All all our eight bit soldiers are, <laughs> are pro Coke, and if we find out they are not, they will maybe be in the Centrelink lines looking for employment at another video game related outlet because we <laughs> we don't entertain full strength Pepsi users here. Uh, but full disclosure, I will say and be honest that if we're going sugar free varieties, I'm more of a Pepsi Max guy as opposed to a coke no sugar or coke zero or whatever it's called give me mm. a pepsi max but i'm in that choice but full strength full strength coke all day every day no buts coke zero vanilla over here see, we don't i don't think we get that over here it's the nectar of the gods i absolutely adore it so sorry guys you might need to send me some i think you could send you could send beverages i sent cans of solo to people in america before so so you can oh, send liquids you you weren't there at the time, but if you want some solo, I'll make it happen. I know a guy. That's myself. I'm like I'm, I know a guy. I'm starting to like. I'm having those moments now where I am having those very specific cravings, and the one that I had this week was pizza shapes. Like I can't even begin to tell you how much I wanted pizza shapes, and I promise you, it doesn't. Nothing exists here that tastes like it. If we weren't recording live right now and I didn't have a hardwired headset in, I'd run straight to the kitchen and run straight back because I've got two unopened boxes of pizza shapes in the cupboard. We only only muck around with pizza shapes and cheese and bacon shapes in this household. Uh, They are are the two benchmarks for me. And then barbecue is a third, which is still good. I'd eat some barbecue shapes, but pizza and cheese and bacon, top of the pops. Yeah, I think that's probably where we're sitting over here. I'll make some time for some... um for some barbecue like um the do they still have like the like red and green flakes yes they do yeah 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 well i will um (laughs) i'm gonna get to work on a little care package for you this week and i'll send you over a heap of australiana and uh see you see you through the uh the back end of covid because uh yeah it's you need to need to be safe out there you need to be stocked up on your uh savory savory treats so send me a little short list of things you're looking for and uh I'll go shopping during the week and send send you guys a care package of, of all the good stuff. Sounds good. But like I said, I'm going to have to work twice as hard at the gym now because I right. can demolish a box of pizza shapes by itself right. in one sitting. 
get your uh get your your gym coach to to hold sort of the shapes out in front of you as you're on the on the bike <laughs> you know like a a, a carrot sort of dangled type of situation sounds good to me we'll, all right last last work. discussion on snacks um i i found this place through through the genius of, of instagram marketing uh called coco 88 it's a chocolate store in sydney okay. and they make their own version of a twix and also of a caramel crown biscuit and holy shit i think it's the best chocolate i've ever eaten in my entire life like no they way. charge you exuberant prices like based on the the craftsmanship uh they probably want to say like it's a very boutique uh artisanal chocolate store but these twix fingers and these caramel crowns where they actually put a little bit of sea salt on their caramel crowns holy fuck they are the best chocolate bars i think i've ever had in my entire life hand to heart sacrilegious i love twix oh, me too. so to say that they do something like a twix is like I might I might sneak one of them in there too if you play your cards right. Like they're they're four dollars oh, fifty a finger. These we got things. Twixie. Twix oh, is you think popular. you got Twix. You wait. You wait till you get one of these Coco eighty eights in you. No, they've got like all different Twix here. They've got like peanut butter Twix. They've got like white chocolate Twix here. They've got dark chocolate Twix here. The and white the chocolate Twixes we've got them here, and they are my favourites. Oh really? I haven't dived into it because it's like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm. So I always just stick to original. No, try a milk chocolate one next time. But uh, I digress. Uh, we'll talk more about this on the upcoming uh, candy podcast on the uh, the Eight Bit Collective coming soon <laughs> to, to airwaves and ear holes near you. But uh, let's let's talk about um, what we've been up to this past week. Obviously, leading up to episode two hundred, which is pretty exciting. Uh, but yeah. what was also exciting. We've been playing some games, and you've uh, you've sort of knocked the dust off an old classic and one of your favorite games from. Um, I'd say it's still this gen. Like it, I know yeah. we're sort of in this weird transitional stage at the moment, but uh, you've been been playing a bit of Sunset Overdrive. Yeah, and I don't know if you remember, this was like baby stage a bit as well when I like first played this game. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so um, so that was free on Game Pass, and I've always had like a soft spot for this game. I always like preach to the you know masses on it being just a good game. Um, so it's free on Game Pass, and I thought, why not? loaded it up um this is a completely different xbox it's not my xbox so the xbox cloud remembered my save hell yeah it does and like it's a smart I thing that cloud yeah well i posted i posted on twitter because it remembered my save and it loaded in my character and there she was just in her undies um no shoes standard so um and all the missions were done so <laughs> that's a bit of a shame so did you just sort of do yeah. a fresh start from there or did you just sort of cruise around i cruised around because i think like at first i had to get my bearings i had to kind of like remember how to play the game and you know i had all these wonderful crazy weapons the whole map was open and everything brilliant that you know you earn from completing a game or essentially completing most of the main missions and then it was like i've had a taste of this i don't know if i can take a step back I don't know if I can go bare bones again. So I just like just screwed around in the map and just went through like, you know, just a killing spree. It's such a good game. And it's crazy to think now that Insomniac are embedded with Sony. Like uh, obviously they were more of an, a Microsoft house when, when Sunset Overdrive came out. But now they're now they're the geniuses behind the, the Spider-Man games. Mm -hmm. And you can see 
a lot of the liberties they've taken from Sunset Overdrive as far Definitely. as the sort of um, navigation and, and sort of just the general flow and, and sort of floatiness yeah. and, and traversal. Exactly. And I definitely see that connection, just absolute like fluid movement throughout like a map and just how everything just flows really well, especially, you know, if you're just, you know, removing yourself from um, like bouncing off a body, a body, a building <laughs> and then um, like cars or and then you also grind on the electric wires as well. So I can see how like those kind of like changing movements from different terrain, different environments translates now into the spider-man game i actually had a friend that said like oh i really want to play that game like sunset overdrive um i'm almost done with spider-man i might try it next i'm like maybe not only because sunset overdrive was like the start of you know (laughs) that kind of movement Mm -hmm. and then it only improved with spider-man so it might be a bit of a like like it might feel shitty yeah like yeah. a you know degrading yeah I, I i get that but it's cool to see yeah where they were off the back mm. of <clears throat> i think they finished resistance three and then sort of pivoted into sunset overdrive and and yeah obviously last year got acquired by um sie so yeah they're, they're part of the sony the sony family forever now or at least uh for the next several years doing exclusive things there but yeah i don't think sony will let them go <laughs> no way no especially with with having that spider-man license like that's just that is a license to print money like oh yeah they could be churning out these little sort of spin-offs and sort of small pseudo singular experiences like they're doing with with miles morales later this year from now until kingdom come and people will be will be rocking up day one and buying copy on after copy after copy and yeah, there's so much they can do with that franchise. So I'm extremely excited because they're a very talented studio. And um, yeah, yeah, it was, it was Sunset really started to sort of put them back on the map with them big open world adventures. So uh, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. Isn't I haven't it? played it in a good long time. Yeah, like I can't even actually remember the last time I played. It. I think I played it between the point of its release and now, but like. It still, like, it felt familiar, but I really had to, like, relearn the, like, controls and mapping, everything like that. So, but it was good. It was just, it's a really good um game to just kind of just jump into and just create chaos mm. and just screw around. Yeah. So. I, I still love that the, the, the game sort of resonates with me is don't drink energy drinks. You know, they're the devil. You know, they, they turn you into <laughs> evil mutants. Don't drink energy drinks. They're bad for you. <laughs> nah, they're was fine. it Fizco? Fizco, I think. <laughs> Fisco, I think that's what it was. Yeah. Um, I just remember the stupid little mascot for it, his little hat. So, but yeah, it was good. It was, I, one thing I thought I, I remember the soundtrack being really good, but then playing the game, I was like, I don't think it changed. Oh. So, I don't know. I, I've got to rehash that. I always just, I always remember the soundtrack being pretty decent, but then I felt like I only heard the same song over and over again. So, maybe, because it's been out for five years now. Well, like six in October, maybe there's just some some licensing lapsed on songs, so they've had to pull them from it. I don't know. Oh, that could be it. Maybe, maybe that's a possibility. It's a shame yeah. because I'm big believer on you know music being a very important part of um you know the gaming experience. But yeah, oh well, yeah. it's what uh, it is. Well. Mm. Yeah. Playing some more Destiny too. <laughs> of course I have. <laughs> um. <laughs> lucky for me a lot of this new content is actually um surrounded around the mode um gambit which is like 
you know, essentially like a horde mode where you kill enemies, collect moats, and then deposit them to, you know, generate the final big boss but you're also competing against another team doing the exact same thing so and then there's moments where you know one person from each team could go in and you know kill people and set people back and i just love that mode it is hectic it is so intense because as you said you're not only worrying about the 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 sort of computer generated enemies coming out and and wrecking Mm. wrecking your wrecking your shit but then you've get got sort of yeah three other guardians that ghost their way in from time to time and also wreck your shit like it is it is tense and it's like there's this like level of like like i don't like doing voice chat with strangers i just i've learned my lesson years and years and years ago just not to dive into there so um there's like this like unspoken kind of like communication of like what your team should be doing. And it's taken me a while, but now I've established myself as a, I will go around and I will kill every like little, you know, monster minion creature that comes out. So the, when they drop the moats that need to be deposited, the rest of my team, they can pick it up and they can worry about that. And I'll just take care of everyone. And now I'm actually really happy. I've gotten to the stage now that I'm also like defender so if someone from the opposing team comes in, I'm just like, I just charge at them and take care of them now. And I'm just like, oh, I love seeing like my experience like evolve in this mm-hmm. game just through continually playing, getting better, getting new weapons and everything like that. So I'm really, really enjoying it. You've just become like this frontline assault queen, just yeah. sort of leading from the front, kicking, kicking in skulls left, right and center. It's good to see. Yeah, I used to be like a safety banker. I was more the person that was like, oh, I'll grab the most and just bank them. Like, I'll just make sure we get the, you know, those points. But now it's good to be like frontline, just like, you know, killing everyone and just being like, go, go, go. So, um, yeah, I'm absolutely having a ball right now with Destiny 2. And it just makes me so happy that I'm having fun. Yeah, I'm I'm keen to to get back in into some more Destiny 2 and and yeah they they do it they they do their little highlight reels and and sort of focusing on upcoming expansions really well to to get that excitement and that energy back into players and and i'm i'm looking forward to that next expansion in september if i remember Mm. right sort of middle to end of september i think it drops Mm. so i've still got a bit of time i might sort of try and dabble between now and then a little bit but maybe i'm just going to wait until until that next big chunk of content drops because yeah, I've I've been still embedded in in a similar yet different shooter. I've been playing more Apex on on PlayStation Four, still yeah. loving life. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit more regarding uh, EA Play that was uh, streamed yeah. live just yesterday. So yeah, still enjoying my time with that. Pivoted back to Lifeline, back to my my sort of comfort food character that I play. Uh, enjoyed my time with Loba, but I think Lifeline just fits fits a, a team build up a little bit better with the you know, obviously the her L1 ability with the little heal bot and mm-hmm. being able to sort of res people quicker and, and have your little shield pop up and, and whatever else. Yeah. So, so back back on the lifeline train, Loba, you've been you've been a fun ride, but uh, yeah, just uh, still haven't perfected the the art of the the thief assassin yet. But uh, yeah, it's still good, still good. But something else that's that's pretty bloody good. Uh, mm-hmm. Been playing through the Last of Us Part Two this week. Obviously, PlayStation mm-hmm. exclusive. And uh, my goodness, I'm I'm not going to go too deep 
today because uh, we've already talked about doing a, a, a full review slash spoiler cast next week sometime. But mm-hmm. holy moly, this game goes right for the jugular and right for the emotions. And yeah, it makes you feel feel things that not many games I've played can make you feel and make you feel these ways regularly. Like it's not mm. just one big moment. It's like constant gut punches coupled with this beautiful, beautiful moment in time where you're sort of smiling and genuinely happy for these characters. And then the dread comes back in and the sadness and the stress and all these emotions just in a blender. And yeah, Naughty Dog have knocked this out of the park I love what they've done with it. I love uh, how they've sort of jumped the story, you know, five years ahead from from the setting of the original Last of Us. Uh, Joel and Ellie are back. The the voice acting is fantastic. The motion capture work is brilliant. There's you know, a, a good diverse range of enemies and, and ways to deal with the enemies. Like the combat is still that same, very visceral, very realistic way of, of dealing with, um, infected or humans and things like that and it makes you feel every action like yeah you, you do mow down a few people with with guns and stuff but they don't glorify any of that like some shooters do like they like everything seems to carry a weight to it and then that weight almost carries you through the game and there's times where I had to sort of genuinely take a break because I was just like in this sense of holy fuck I'm feeling pretty down right now like from playing this game like not bad towards the game but just the emotion the emotional blanket this thing throws over you i'm like mm. i'm gonna go play with the dogs for a bit you know i'm gonna go walk around the house or step outside and and have have a take a minute take a minute to to readjust my thoughts and feelings because yeah it, it's sort of just like foot on your neck at times and it's a testament to everyone involved i've been loving 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 my time with it um i know mm. you've been sort of watching a fair amount of content online about it. So what's been your feelings? Obviously you aren't on the controller uh, steering these characters through this journey, but you're you're watching Mm. it through another set of eyes. What have you been feeling about it? Um, It's very bleak. Like, um, which is the general consensus. I think there's no misunderstanding of that, that this is a very bleak game. Um, Like, like based on environment, story and everything that's going on around you. So, um, like that's conveyed like within the story and just like it's all the environment like from from everything that I've seen for the most part it's um very dark very dingy and dirty and everything for the most part so um I guess that can weigh on you a lot um I mean like everyone knows that I'm not really invested in the series hence why I just went ahead and just you know took in the content through like Twitch streams, YouTube and everything like that. Cause I'm genuinely interested. This is a very significant game for, you know, our generation and as well for like also this year for 2020, which <laughs> being a very glum game at this time is probably not the greatest. Mm. Cause I know everyone out there is probably already on a very exhausted, like mentally, emotionally, especially just with, all current events right now but um yeah like I know that I was never going to play this game watching people play it watching it secondhand I still have no desire to play this game um there are a few moments where I thought graphically it's very gorgeous it's a very good looking game but yeah for the most part for me it just looks too too heavy too emotionally heavy too yeah yeah so 
yeah boy boy howdy like like this franchise obviously has had its fair share of big moments where they are just massive emotional haymakers and they they come at you in this as well like i'm not not going to go into into spoiler territory here as i said we're going to do a bit of a deep dive later next week on that one but just a testament to everybody involved like the game has got polish in every aspect and and yeah as you said graphically i like that there's this contrast between rundown decrepit destroyed infected america and then there's these real beautiful scenes like in the opening the opening few hours you're sort of walking around you know snow-capped wyoming and stuff like that and just traversing mm. these snow-capped environments just little things like just seeing the the way you you move through the snow and and how how it moves to to how it sort of adjusts to, to your footing and things and seeing some of these big vistas and the big views of, of the towns and all these big spruce trees and, and things like that it's it's really gorgeous and then yeah. you chuck this just harsh reality over the top with stealth kills and feeling like there's a chance you're going to die just about every step you take is mm. is the big thing like as you said there's just this constant sense of dread in this game uh, you do get some nice shining moments as well but yeah there's not many games i've played over the years that make you feel the way this game makes you feel from the opening credits through and and obviously with the way the the original last of us started it started on a very big note with a massive big emotional punch and, and they're sort of yeah. following similar beats with this but yeah it is phenomenal anyone that's that's looking for a game to to sink 20 plus hours into with some great writing, with some great graphical fidelity, with some pretty scary enemies and, and gory combat and good stealth stealth mechanics. Good survival horror. This is this is something for you. Like everyone out there that's a gamer would know of this franchise and I'm assuming would have at least experienced it or experienced it um, secondhand through somebody else. Make sure it's on your radar. But, uh, it's phenomenal. And But as you said, like I think maybe the current global climate maybe makes... The, the themes and the dread in this game magnified again because a lot of people mm-hmm. are already on tender hooks with COVID and the, the the BLM situation and then even the bushfires from Australia. Like it's been a very tough six months for people emotionally, mentally, physically, and obviously many years beyond that for, for sort of some of those broader topics we I just mentioned. But yeah, this game is something. It's going to be up there as far as Game of the Year awards. You can see the the reviews coming in and it's, it's just about universal praise uh, and, and very, very highly touted by every every major media outlet. But, oh, my God, it's so good. But yeah. my emotions, like, insert that Troy Barnes from Community gif right here. And he's like, my emotion. <laughs> my That's emotion. me. Yeah. That's me playing this game. Holy shit. I, I, based on, like, what I've witnessed, if you're going to play it and maybe have a few sessions, but just make sure you have, like, maybe a palate cleanser afterwards. So maybe, like light up the you know animal crossing or you know something else that's just after because i wouldn't want to play that for hours and then maybe go to bed yeah cause... yeah which is what mm. i did the last night again and did um, you yeah yeah probably not the best idea had some no, weird ass dreams but anyway up dreams yeah 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 but that's me but yeah we're gonna have a full review and spoiler cast drop sometime in the next week or so uh and we will be yeah, going deep on that we will break it up where it'll be non-spoiler centric sort of review to start and then deep dive on there but it'll be dropping on the hungry gamers rss feed sometime next week but uh i guess a quick little bit of housekeeping obviously 
8bit.net is the main hub. But if you want to sort of go specific, shop8bit.net is the direct link to our web store. 8bitnation.net is a good little hub that's going to have also direct links to the web store, to the Patreon, to the Discord, all those more community-centric hubs and things straight straight available there from 8bitnation.net. Uh, be sure to rate, review, subscribe us and all the other podcasts on the hashtag via iTunes, Spotify, whatever your podcast player of choice is because those ratings and reviews help keep the emotional lights on in our hearts. Shout out to our uh, listeners also in Ecuador. Uh, don't know how you've discovered us over there in the Spotify charts, but we appreciate you. And also just the global reach, like um, we're, we're tracking really well on Chartable and uh, our global reach under the leisure category have us as the 189th largest podcast in the world under leisure. So that encompasses video games, hobbies, games, uh, and a couple other things. So that's that's really, really touching, I think, for us. Like, obviously, the charts, it is still a little bit of unknown uh, mm. secret source that compiles all this data, but it's it's still really nice to see us uh, tracking there. So, so listeners, uh, we, we couldn't obviously have done any of that without you. So, nice. so we feel you, and uh, you're pretty fantastic. But once you're done checking out all our 8-bit-centric stuff, see Audio-Technica, audiotechnica.com.au, is the hub to get the best in audio-based equipment. We're talking headphones, microphones, gaming headsets, turntables. You want in-ear, you want over-ear, you want noise cancellation, you want Bluetooth. They've got it all. Just head over to audiotechnica.com or audiotechnica.com.au. Get yourself some sweet, sweet gear and uh, yeah, start podcasting, start streaming, even just start listening to us in, in the best way ever because uh, yeah, their gear is the bee's knees. But yeah, that's about it. Should we jump into some news? Let's do it. This week's news headlines. All right, the first piece of news today, uh, I've titled Say Cheese with Pokemon. Uh, so uh, yes, listeners, fans of Pokemon, you no doubt would have seen a little announcement or two that popped up this past week. Uh, Pokemon Snap is on its way. So we're getting a new version of the classic Nintendo 64 Pokemon photography game, which was announced this past week on the Nintendo Switch. The game is currently in development for said platform and is listed as coming soon. So we don't know if it's going to be dropping uh, by the end of 2020 or if it's going to slip into 2021 or beyond. But yeah, this uh, fell, uh, announced, uh, This was the final announcements in the Pokemon Presents broadcast. The game is being developed by Bandai Namco. And um, here's a little short description from the Pokemon company. The new Pokemon Snap game for the Nintendo Switch system is based on its namesake, which was first released for the Nintendo 64 console in 1999. This game will take trainers on an adventure to unknown islands overflowing with natural sites such as jungles and beaches, where they can research various Pokemon in their natural habitats. They'll take photos to make their very own in-game Pokemon Pokemon photo decks, all while discovering new, never-before-seen Pokemon expressions and behaviours. We, on the back of that, we got also uh, the fact that Mega Evolutions are going to be uh, making their way to Pokemon Go. Uh, we also learned about Pokemon Cafe Mix, which is a free-to-start puzzle game. And lastly, we also got Pokemon Smile, which is a free <laughs> app to help toothbrushing. What did you think about this Pokemon Presents? We've got another one coming June 24th, which is going <laughs> to showcase uh, another major Pokemon project. So this is like the week of The Last of Us 2 and the week of Pokemon are you are you a big Pokemon Snap gal? Uh, first of all, like I knew that this there was this event going to happen, and I never sleep in, like ever. The one time I sleep in, and I was like, oh shit! And I woke up <laughs> to Pokemon Snap, like everyone just you know filling my timeline with Pokemon Snap. Now I'm going to be a negative Nelly. Pokemon Snap was fun 
when I was a kid. But from what I remember and what I think I saw in the trailer, you're still stuck on a on track. rails. Yeah, I yeah. think so too. Like I didn't obviously I didn't dive any deeper than what I saw on the trailer. So listeners, if you have gone into the deep web and saw that there is free roamability come in and correct us on the socials that we're eight bit but yeah that's what i saw too and i'm like oh okay more of the same if if it was free roam which i kind of thought they would do i i would probably be a bit more excited because you know imagine walking around you know adventuring on that kind of scale and then taking photos would be more fun but now even though i say that i'm like but you can take photos on your Pokemon Go, and you can take photos in um, Sword and Shield. So, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what I'd be expecting from a Pokemon Snap where I would be super excited about it. Is it just down nostalgia point that we're excited that we're just going to get a revamp of it? Like, when was the last time you played Go- um, Pokemon Snap? Probably 1999. <laughs> like, it's probably the same. Like, yeah, like it was a great concept. And as you said, like it was, I think it was big because Pokemon was in the back end of the 90s. It was peak Pokemon hysteria. Like, don't get yeah. me wrong. It's still a massive franchise and a juggernaut today. But at least for our generation, you know, we were, we were sort of early teens, late teens, whatever it might have been for us all out there. But this was this was the game that was on everyone's lips and, and transitioning from playing it on a Game Boy to, to getting some Nintendo 64. Like, if this mm-hmm. was a Pokemon Stadium event, I'd be all over <laughs> that. But, like, yeah, I, I don't know if I want to invest some good money, no doubt, to buy this game. No doubt it'll probably be full purchase price type of situation. But, mm. yeah, you, you can take great photos on your Switch already. Yeah, sure, you don't have all the um, all the expressions especially never before seen expressions and behaviors, but like, how long is that going to last? Yeah. I like, I don't want to shit in anyone's cereal, but like, I was just really trying to think logically about me picking up this game and the longevity and me playing and me actually finding the replayability in it as well. Like, I don't know, they'll obviously have something in it. So, you know, you have to log back in and, you know, complete this task and complete that task. But just for me, it's it's not I'm not getting the hype factor that everyone else is, which they you know if you if you're excited for this game, cool, that's mm. awesome. But for me, I'm just I think I'm just putting like a stark realization of like yeah, it was fun then, or was it like it was it was funnish then? Maybe because we weren't oversaturated with content, so I'm having that kind of like yeah, I could play it or I could just play something else, you know? I don't know. And I'm I'm in the camp with you like. It's, it's awesome to see and, and yeah, waking up to these announcements, the Twitter feeds for our respective, you know, gamer friends was, was popping off. Like everyone was oh, like, yeah. oh my God, Pokemon Snap, like man. I'm just like, I'm happy for you, but I'm not in the same boat as you. Like the game was fun and I had a good time with it, but yeah, I don't think this is a day one sort of purchase for me. One thing I think that could maybe work is if they try and almost incorporate some of that mixed reality into it where Nintendo Labo, they tried to do some some entry-level VR stuff, maybe weave that in there where you could take some photos with little Pokemon Labo kit type of thing to make it a little bit more immersive. Yeah. Because as you said, you can take pretty damn good photos already on a Switch uh, through Sword and Shield with, with no issue. You might not have the expressions and behaviors, but that's enough for me. 
on Pokemon Go, you can literally put your Pokemon in your bedroom and take a photo with a friend or even like get someone to take a photo with your Pokemon, you know, in your, that sounds really, why does it sound really gross now when I say it like that? But like, like, you know, in the street or in, you know, your kitchen or yeah. whatever, like you can actually have it there. I don't know. Like, yeah. I, why, why am I not so hype? That's yeah, what like, I'm just... like what level of depth is this going to give you? more than putting a cool hat on a Pokemon in Sword and Shield and taking photos. Like, is it going to be <laughs> that big a jump to get that much more excitement and enjoyment? Like, as, as you said, I don't want to poo-poo on it too much, but it's just, yeah, it didn't, it didn't really uh, move the needle massively for me. I was like, yeah, that's cool. I appreciate that. And it's cool they're going back mm. to that well. And, you know, 21 years since, since this thing initially dropped, like, that's, that's great. I, I thought the Pokemon Smile thing, like, typical quirky nintendo but i also thought you know if, if this is going to help kids brush their teeth and brush their teeth the right way and for the right amount of time awesome because i see i see kids brush their teeth and they don't know what the fuck they're doing you know they'll they'll swoosh around a brush as if they're casting a spell for five seconds and then they're done like so this is going to, to help honest, get them chompers I, clean i'm all about it i don't even know if i brush my teeth properly so <laughs> maybe I, I i like i'm gonna like i i just wanted to download the app because i actually wanted to see what it was like i've seen a few people who have downloaded it and used it so i just think just for shits and giggles i might download it and see yeah see what it's like yeah yeah, and then obviously, yeah, we've got another Pokemon Presents rolling into town next June the twenty or oh, next week, so June the twenty fourth, it's going to so be close. occurring. Yeah, so literally four days time from now, or probably twenty fifth here for us Aussie, Aussie and NZ listeners. But um, yeah, it's going to contain news of another major Pokemon project. What do you think? Like, there's rumors that it's going to be another sort of uh, Pokemon Go iteration with one of the previous gens. Uh, that's from what I've seen around the traps, but what do you think it's going to be? We're going to get Pokemon Stadium? We're going to get Pokemon Wipe. It's going to be kids wiping their <laughs> <laughs> Front to back. Front <laughs> to back. <laughs> uh, just as long as I don't hear any squirt or squirts, then it'll get a bit, <laughs> a bit, a bit messy. <laughs> Um, I don't know what the actual game is. (laughs) Pokemon wipe. Pokemon wipe. Um, oh no, because they use a camera too. Um, yeah, maybe stadium. Let's go with stadium. (laughs) Yeah, it's a little bit more, uh, bit more family friendly. All right, so moving on, uh, the the next sort of bit of news I wanted to highlight is the uh, itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality ended this past week and they raised a stunning number of $8.1 million and that's in USD, so that's about $55 million Australian. Actually, with our dollar right now, I, I sort of retract that statement. It's probably about $11 million Australian, which is phenomenal in itself. But this comes via way of Wesley Yin Pool at Eurogamer. The itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality has been a stunning success, raising $8.1 million for funds supporting the Black Lives Matter movement. The bundle, which contained more than 1,700 games donated by their creators, was, brought, uh, was bought by over eight, uh, 810,000 people, raising $8 million, well over its $5 million target. The average contribution was $10.30. The top contribution was $5,000 itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality was widely considered to be the best value bundle in video game history not just because it had so many games included but because of the quality of some of the games included 
including Indie Darlings, Night in the Woods, Overland, Minute, Oxenfree, Celeste, Super Hexagon, A Short Hike, and 2064 Read-Only Memories, which were all donated by their respective developers. We live in a time of racial injustice, inequality, and police brutality against black people, itch.io said in a statement. We hope that everyone takes a stand in any way they can. We've partnered with creators from all across our platform to support organizations that are working directly with those affected. The money raised will now be split 50-50 between the NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund and Community Bail Fund. So kudos to everybody involved developers publishers pr as well as itch.io and the people uh, working behind the scenes to make this thing happen 1700 games for as they said an average of ten dollars thirty to get 1700 games like my goodness gracious but this is a great little bit of light in the darkness at the moment i'm so mad that i didn't get it i was like i had it lined up to get it and then i think i just got distracted there was some great games in this like there was some really awesome games like I think even one game they proved was like worth $10, just one. And you were getting 1,700 games in there to select from. Like, oh, there was obviously a few, like, you know, like easygoing indies, you know, but then there were like other ones that were just like massive titles. I mean, freaking Celeste was in there and Night in the Woods was in there. Like, these are great games. And I'm just angry that I missed out. But. It's an amazing effort on how much they raised. Hundred percent, like it's it's phenomenal, and I'm with you. Like I feel a bit, bit shitty towards myself because yeah, I I had full intention to to get behind this and throw some money on the back of this bundle, but I missed the boat as well. I thought this thing was running for longer. To be completely honest, I thought it was going till the end of this month, and then I rolled onto the website to pick it up, and it was yeah closed off. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. on me. I'll I'll take ownership of that. But for everyone that did throw some money behind it. Well done because, uh, yeah, over $8 million to to be split amongst two charities, phenomenal work. So kudos again to everybody involved. Uh, if you wanted to try and throw a little bit of support as well, obviously there is tons of charities available that you can get some money uh, thrown towards or you can just take some time to educate yourself on some of the proceedings occurring both in the United States, here in Australia and around the rest of the world. Uh, there's a lot of bad shit going on. So yeah, just just be beware. I'm not going to say stay woke because I think those types of statements they're they're not in my vocabulary. But just take the time to do the research and and discover the truths and uh, yeah, throw your support behind them uh, on your social medias with with monetary donations, whatever you can do. Just um, yeah, just just be better. I think is the best way to uh, sort of live live the lives that we preach about. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but no, itch.io, hell of an effort and. Kudos to, again to everybody involved. That was phenomenal. Uh, big I've high also fives. heard people. I've also heard people call it itchio. Itchio, yeah, yeah. I, I typically, I was calling that for a while, but most of those .io games, I always usually call them, um, you know, slither.io instead of slitherio and things. So, good yeah. point. Good yeah. point. But I don't know. <laughs> I, I I haven't gone into the depths of the internet to get complete confirmation, but yeah, itch.io is how I've always pronounced it. But internet, come at me if I'm wrong. I'm ready for you <laughs> with hugs from an appropriate distance. Uh, so the, the next little bit of news, Cyberpunk 2077 delayed again till November. And this comes via way of Matt Wales at Eurogamer. Cyberpunk 2077 has been delayed again and will now come out Uh, and now come to Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and PC on the 19th of November. 
This marks the second delay for City Project's highly anticipated open world cyber thriller. It was initially uh, due to arrive this past April, but saw its launch postponed to, uh, to September 17th in order to give the developer the, in quotes, precious months we need to make the game perfect, in quotes. In a new statement announced, uh, announcing the game's freshly revised release date of 19th of November, City Project wrote, those of you who are familiar with the way we make games know that we won't ship something which is not ready. Ready when it's done is not just a phrase we say because it sounds right, it's something we live by. Even, even when we know we'll take the heat for it. At the same time, we are fully aware that making such a decision costs us your trust and trading trust for additional time is one of the hardest decisions a game developer can make. And despite that, we think it's the right decision for the game. We'd still like to apologize for making a wait longer. Our intention is to make Cyberpunk 2077 something that will stay with you for years to come. In the end, we hope you understand why we did what we did. According to the developer, Cyberpunk 2077 is now finished as far as content and gameplay goes, with quests, cutscenes, skills, items, and all the adventures Night City has to offer all there. But with such an abundance of content and complex systems interweaving with each other, CD Projekt explained, we need to properly go through everything, balance game mechanics, and fix a lot of bugs. A huge world means a huge number of things to iron out, and we'll spend the additional time doing exactly that. The developer also offered a reminder that its postponed Night City Wire livestream will air next week, Thursday, 25th of June or 26th of June for here in the AU and that press preview and that press previews will follow immediately after. We hope this will satisfy some of your hunger, it concluded, as we polish, as we work to polish it for November launch. So the second Cyberpunk 2077 delay for 2020 is that true? Like, it's only the second delay? Why do I feel like they delayed it before? Or um, was it just we didn't hear anything? We just didn't hear anything for many, many, many years. Uh, and then, mm. yeah, April was the, the trigger time because it was falling in in sort of a release cycle of um, Resident Evil, Final Fantasy and Cyberpunk. They were all coming out within the span of like three weeks. Mm. And yeah, it was, was you know, Game Apocalypse it was sort of circulating around but yeah shifted to september and now has just pushed back another two months to november i got no issues with this where are you at me either i'm not too fussed about like when this one gets released um this is actually one that i'm interested of all the major titles that you know we've been waiting for anticipating um this is actually one that i do want to play but yeah, the the delay doesn't bother me so much. I've got a million and one other games that I need to play, finish, or you know, start. Um, so yeah, the pushback doesn't bother me so much. Is this like I've heard people speculate that they're trying to line this up with the new gen console, but a lot of people have also said that the like PlayStation Five version and the new Xbox version won't be ready for you know the new console's release. Yeah, I'm I'm very curious uh with with if there is some sort of marketing ploy in the back end of of this sort of decision like it sounds mm. like i'm believing what they're putting out in this press release as far as why they're pushing the delay back as far as just doing final polish like the last thing we want is another big open world game riddled with bugs and clipping issues and whatever else like we want the full experience from day one we don't want a giant ass patch to come out a week later fixing all these problems that we've been screaming about so I'm I'm with them and and knowing the care and attention to detail they had with things like The Witcher, you know yeah. these games are going to come out fully realized and complete and with a ass load of polish. So I got no issue, but 
like agreeing with you as well i think maybe there is a little bit of this could then be a pseudo launch title for next gen or like maybe that's what they're trying to push towards uh, but they mm. did mention in in this sort of release will now come to xbox one playstation 4 and pc on 19th of november you'd envision playstation 5 and, and series x to be out by then as well i'm assuming tail end of october sometime in november would be those uh, official release cycles so then they've got a month to build that hype to christmas to to try and spike them sales yeah and if if i could buy an xbox series x or a playstation 5 with uh with cyberpunk at launch hell to the year but i'm wondering if it's going to be a few months behind maybe the release will follow in after the christmas break if they can't get it um up to up to par in time but I don't know. I'm I'm keen as a bean for this. I'm with I'm with you. This is one of my most anticipated of this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like when it comes to this kind of like delay thing, I hate to say it, but the like kind of delay is like expected now with our AAA titles. So, um, I mean, not too shocked, not too surprised, and especially the climate we're in right now, um, having developers having to work from home. So, um, yeah, do whatever has to be done. 100 million percent i'm with you but yeah uh november is when we're going to get some cyberpunk now so yeah november 19th so uh put that in your calendars just move it a couple of months down the line from that september release but uh, it's, it's coming and it's still in 2020 at least it hasn't been like delayed indefinitely you know at least they've given <laughs> us a concrete date so uh i'm happy with that uh, and i was also reasonably happy with the last bit of uh news we're going to cover off and we're sort of going to recap ea play 2020 so this was a live stream that was broadcast on Friday morning here in Australia or uh, various times on Thursday evening, afternoon around the rest of the world. It was nice, I've got to say, to be able to watch a live stream at nine in the morning as opposed to getting up at six or some other ungodly hour. Yeah, it was fantastic to actually get a normal sleep and get up and check this thing out. So... Um, the show began, we got a couple of minutes from CEO Andrew Wilson. Uh, Wilson is obviously an expat Australian. He started by thanking first responders around the world for their response to the Australian bushfires, COVID-19 and everything else that has occurred since then. He also outlined a brief version of the company's response to Black Lives Matter, reinforcing EA's approach to diversity and representation in their games. And then from there, we, we jumped into games. We had Greg Miller hosting uh, EA Play 2020, uh, with mm. with much praise about his uh, new fashion sense, uh, he was looking pretty styling the old uh, game over Greggy. Yeah, I, I, I'm assuming it's his lovely wife Jen. I, ever since they've been together, he's eating amazingly. He's uh, dressing all snappy. He's got the gentleman vibe, the gentleman gamer. So mm. yeah, see, I did see a lot of remarks on everyone wanting to know where he got his shirt from. It was a really nice flanny, I got to say. It was really nice. I was I was a fan, you know. I'm I'm a big big flanny advocate since since I could walk. I've been rolling flannies, and I don't think I've ever owned one that stylish looking. So uh, yeah, I've got some got some inspiration there, I guess, from that one. But yeah, so it was it was a um, a conference that ran for around forty five ish minutes from front to back. Uh, they didn't show an absolute bucket load of games. It was only really sort of eight games specifically highlighted. And then they had some some tech demo uh, sizzle hype on the back of that as well. Did you want to sort of maybe mention a few that got you excited or, or ones were of interest to yourself? Where where do you want to, where do you sure. want to take this? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, like 
look, I'm going to be honest. I missed the event. I think because it was around my lunchtime, <laughs> I didn't watch it. Um, so I did miss it. So I had to catch up on like what everyone kind of mentioned. So I did dive through, did a quick watch and then rewatch things that actually took my interest. Um, Apex Legends on the Switch. Makes sense. Curious how well it will play. <laughs> yeah, I think... Uh... I think them graphics are going to get scaled back uh, rather substantially. But yeah, hey. Apex Legends on the Switch, but also Apex Legends on the Switch playing with friends on the PlayStation, the Xbox, the PC. Oh, baby. Cross-platform Apex. That was just about my <laughs> highlight of all of EA Play. Just knowing that I can go back to my Xbox One, play on my um, Elite controller, park my PlayStation and play with all my friends on every platform. Mm. Chef's so, kisses all day. <laughs> First of all, as a PC player versing someone on the Switch, like, I don't know, man, that just sounds a bit, like, crazy to me. But um, my controls, like, everyone's Switch has, like, drift. or Like, um, I know my Switch now has very delicate buttons. Like, sometimes it kind of, like, locks up or sometimes it's tells me that no we're going left even though you wanted to go up <laughs> um so um yeah i don't know how that's going to play like we said graphically i don't know what it's going to look like but i do like the idea of just being able to like like lay on the couch go outside or you know like even just like lay in bed and play apex so. yeah I, I think if i'm playing apex on the switch and trying to be semi-competitive on it i'd be playing it docked with a pro controller one million oh, yeah. percent that's how i'd be playing it like just knowing the amount of things that occur in your peripherals playing that game at any given time and trying to translate that on a little screen in front of your face as opposed to a big <laughs> telly. Like, it's awesome that you can play it on the go, but yeah, I think you're going to get the full experience docked because you're going to get a little bit more processing out of the thing in, in a dock mode and a wired connection then too as opposed to, opposed to wireless. So yeah, but hell yeah, more Apex. Uh, and they're even <laughs> announced like um some additional expansions so in th in three this next week is just so many releases in this sort of calendar week of uh last week and next like june 23rd uh there's the next part of season five called armed and dangerous evolved coming out mm. uh which which gives you um sniper shoddy mode only there's also a mobile respawn beacon thing i thought was pretty freaking cool so being mm. able to have one of them in your backpack to respawn uh, your down players in an area that suits as opposed to the, the common respawn zones. Um, but also I noticed too, uh, some, are, some are, there's new skins, which looked phenomenal, mm -hmm. um, especially the, uh, God, I'm having a mental blank now. The robot assassin guy's name, Revenant. His skin and Wraith's skin, holy guacamole, they look phenomenal. And But one thing I noticed too is, I don't know if you saw it, like sort of going full circle to, to me maining lifeline again. I noticed one of like her ultimate had changed where, um, or not her ultimate had changed. So where she's picking up a, picking up a downed player, but she's got her, her little like robot support bot reviving the down player. And she's still off shooting. So having to stand over the person and, and do it manually. Like it almost looked like you dropped your little robot to do that. And then you could still keep attacking. I thought that was really cool. Because that's one thing when you're downing, oh. like picking up down players, you are a you are a, a static target then and there. So if you can get your bot to keep doing it and you can keep staying in the fight, I think that's fucking awesome. 
Yeah, I was a bit confused, but yeah, you use the bot to heal your players on the move, yeah. so you can keep shooting. But yeah, when it comes to actually reviving, she's sitting there patting you down. Yeah, yeah. But if you can now shift that where your bot does that and you keep attacking, hell yeah, that'd that'd have a great new wrinkle to the game. So um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm hyped for that. Uh, one one of the things uh that that got me intrigued was uh Lost in Random, yeah. which was the new game from from Zoink Games. Uh, and that's the studio behind Faye. It's it looked like a reimagining of Tim Burton's mind. It looked like Nightmare Before Christmas and Corpse Bride and all those types of worlds just reimagined in this game. And and you play uh, as as the character named Even um, and her sidekick Dicey, where mm-hmm. you can sort of use Dicey to to play the odds and break the curse, as is the quote that they're throwing around. So you can sort of almost roll for for changing certain things in combat or in story which which i thought was kind of cool like they didn't show a ton of the game but it looked very quirky very tim burton-esque yeah. um and I was like, yeah, yeah that was kind of cool yeah like i can i can see your tim burton vibe i can definitely see that well, probably not for me but it did look cute yeah dicey yeah what about you anything yeah. else uh anything else uh get the motor running <gasps> Star Wars Squadrons. Um, yes, yes, yes. God, like, um, I liked this. Like, they started off the week with, like, a sneaky little quick trailer cinematic, which got everyone pissed off. You could cinematic with my gameplay. And then we actually got to see gameplay, and the it looks gorgeous. Um, Ooh, just yeah. Seeing, like, the combination of, like, you know, story mode and seeing everything going on there and then being able to see actually gameplay where you're sitting in the cockpit and just seeing the whole interface surrounded it and it just looks incredible. And then the apps, like, just the environment and seeing the space and the detail and it's just beautiful. It is absolutely gorgeous. Now, as a kid, I used to play, like, the old, like, Star Wars games and, like, I only think i played it because it was like maybe like one of the games that we actually had installed on the pc where you know like there was like a disc available so i didn't it wasn't my favorite game to play but i played it because it was there um so i would always get lost because you know you could fly up down all around and everything essentially kind of looked the same like in a space of black so just seeing now the detail the asteroids the space the other ships like it just looks so beautiful. And then, like, hearing that it's going to be available on VR. Yeah, like, I played um that Star Wars VR demo on PlayStation 4. And, yeah, you are piloting ships and things. And it is, it is a journey and it is so fun and just that next level of immersion. So, playing something like this would be phenomenal. I wonder if you would get a little bit of motion sickness when you yeah. are barrel rolling and things like that <laughs> in the game. But I love that they've sort of at least provided that as an option. Uh, it's, yeah. it's awesome because this game's coming out at the start of October. We don't have to wait too long. It's the 2nd of October this game comes out with mm-hmm. full cross-play. Mm-hmm. So PlayStation 4, Xbox One and PC can all uh, have their little space dog fights together. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you were saying, like there's a single-player experience and a multiplayer experience. So yep. you can you can play this campaign where you you jump between a new republic pilot and an imperial pilot and you're sort of uh in squads of five on both so you you can be part of the vanguard and titan squadrons uh, which is cool so you're going to get your own singular experience and then with multiplayer there's a a 5v5 dogfight and then Mm -hmm. the the signature mode they're calling fleet battles 
um, and it's sort of multiple phases and it begins in a social hub that allows for strategic planning and then players will enter a battle that begins with a dogfight in the middle of the map. It then transitions to one of the teams attacking the enemy's medium-sized capital ship before finally taking the battle to the enemy's flagships. So it's... It's look incredible. Oh, my God, like, it did. It shows you, like, you know, like how close, like, getting to those ships and just, like, just it just details 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 like that and um the pricing for this game too is they're not pricing it as like a fully like triple a game like i think the pricing that i heard for the u.s was like 44 dollars. yeah something. yeah so about so. 60 australian or something which is brilliant uh i i immediately thought this game could become like a, a little esports hit 5v5 dogfight or something i think that could be really cool to to see Obviously, with the Star Wars name, it would, would lend itself to immediate eyes on the product. So we'll see if they try and weave that into into some type of esports title. But it looks so good. And I like that there was, I can't remember, it was eight or 10 different ships. But there was a, a whole host of different options, depending on if you wanted to be more of just your, your sort of fast pilot or like a bomber and things like that, or a support yeah. ship as well, where you can be sending weapon supplies and, and healing items to, to your squad mates. So I like that there's different roles you can play as opposed to just all trying to be, uh, you know, red leader or something like that. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And then the customization. The more you play the game, you can paint your ship's different color and, and customize them with a ton of different you options. You as a player as well. Yeah. It's like, you know, you can be, you don't have to be human. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can <laughs> be any, any, any race, well, maybe not any, but an assortment of races from within Star mm -hmm. Wars. And then there's no microtransactions. So you unlock everything during your experience playing the game. Uh, it's looked so good though. It was gorgeous. Gorgeous, yeah. gorgeous, gorgeous. So happy with it. It was definitely like, it's probably my highlight. I'm, I'm with you isn't much to say against like eight titles yeah <laughs> like like i do feel bad for ea with the leak of this thing occurring so they had to get that trailer out off the back yeah. of that leak because it would have been awesome if this was just completely out of left field mic drop moment type of thing during the conference but it still had yeah. a ton of impact a ton of impact um a, a couple of other games like we had uh, uh joseph fairs rocking up on uh, and highlighting his new game it takes two obviously mm -hmm. uh he's he's the head of hazelight and uh, most recently did Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons and then A Way Out was their their most recent title. Uh, obviously, he was uh, known for, for getting up at the Game Awards and, and telling the Oscars to get fucked. So, uh, you know, yeah. they, they certainly emphasize that a bit and uh, he, he's not shy to uh, dropping the, the F-bombs during, during this. But the announcement itself, it didn't show gameplay. It, it talked about... Um, you're dealing you're playing through as a, as a child where uh, your two parents are, are going through a divorce and you you create like imaginary versions of them and it was like clay and wood i think was the other one like the two characters that were made out of that so there's going to be some some co-op dynamics in this game similarly to what we've seen in, in those other titles that they've done at hazelight but mm. yeah it was just i think it was just more so of a highlight piece of of joseph himself because he's a very larger than life character like that's yeah. for damn sure yeah he's definitely uh set himself in the uh, gaming atmosphere yeah yeah but then uh we saw rocket arena a 3v3 rocket game i was like yeah okay over <laughs> um, you know what's it called Fortnite with with rockets only or something like it looked yeah. quirky uh but star wars um 
Apex Legends with those announcements for that crossplay drop. And then they ended, like they did show some next-gen teasers of Dragon Age, Battlefield, and Need for Speed of how they'd look on the PlayStation 5, Series X, or, or high-end gaming PCs, which, which is kind of cool, but I thought they'd give us a trailer or something on those as opposed to some sexy stills or a little bit of B-roll. But they ended with um, Cuz Parry and Darren Chung getting on stage and announcing a new skate game, but sort of that's it like no gameplay it was just them going man the all the comments made this game occur and we've got it it's in early development it's coming sometime soon but i was like what the fuck you guys been doing for so long show us something what is happening but i don't know like skate was a great game but i think like it was always to me tony hawk's poor cousin yeah um this is like another case of um pokemon snap where everyone's like yes sky four yes yes and i'm just sitting back going but we already got told we're getting tony hawk pro skater why you you know like, yeah that that's the good one <laughs> yeah and skatebird and skater xl like there's just this renaissance of of skateboarding I saw, games and I'm, i saw your post equivalent to zombie titles and i'm like you don't need no like stick you've got a reach that's far (laughs) (laughs) and that's that's what i felt like i'm like this is cool and i know plenty of people in our circles that went bananas on this announcement and have been talking about a new skate for for many years but i'm like okay did do you, like I hate to say this, do you reckon it's a generational thing? Like we grew up with Tony Hawks, like that was our OG kind of thing, and then there's like this maybe this generation that like are probably well let's just say four years younger, mm. four to five years younger than us, and maybe they grew up with skate. I don't know. Like yeah, I can see that. Like I know skate tried to pride itself on being more realistic like the mechanics yeah. and things that was trying to be like the the ultimate skateboarding simulator uh, to yeah. steal, steal paraphrase from uh from gran turismo there but um yeah i don't know like i enjoyed my time with it but it's another one like as you said comparing it to the, the hype behind pokemon snap i'm just like yeah okay cool it's gonna be clustered in with a handful of other skate games coming out uh with tony hawk you're getting one and two and you're getting Skatebird, Skater XL. And we don't even know when this skate game's coming out. They didn't give us exactly. a, a year. They didn't show us anything. This is probably two, three years away. I like. I don't want to be that petty, but I'm like, oh, this is comments, yeah, but maybe a good reaction to being like, hey, people got really excited when Tony Hawk announced that he was going to do a skating game. Maybe maybe we should... Like, <laughs> that almost feels like it was like what it was you know that they looked at the social metrics go man that tony hawk one and two remastered that's blown up let's make a new skate game what have we got oh nothing we'll just say we're really early in development they've 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 agreed at a table to make one that's the development process at the moment and that like that was the thing people were like oh skate four announced and like and then i like went back and watched them like technically no one said skate four did they they no, they didn't say game. new skate game. Yeah, they didn't say skate yeah. four. Uh and and skate three came out ten years ago. Like, what have you guys been doing for ten years? Like maybe that's reflective of, of a, a downtrend in sales on skate three. I don't have the data in front of me, but you'd think if mm-hmm. it was still moving units, they'd continue to make skateboarding games. But yeah, it, it feels almost like it's just a direct reaction to to Tony Hawk One and Two making its way to consoles later this year, mind you, too. Yeah, 
like I'm not gonna deny the fact that there isn't this like obvious oh, very loud obvious group of people that did love the Skate franchise that are big fans of the Skate franchise and that have actually been like kind of demanding for a Skate remake or like a or a new sorry Skate game so it's not like these fans were non-existent and weren't asking for the game they were like it was always around whenever there were like EA announcements and whatever so um but yeah it's just mm, it's just really funny that you guys announced it the same year that Tony Hawk announced his so yeah either way we're all going to be happy we're yeah. all getting a skate game like poor cousin <laughs> cousin might have been a bit of a harsh comparison but it just feels like <laughs> They're the little brother of, of Tony Hawk. And now that they're like, oh, Tony's doing this. So we're doing this too. Again, like <laughs> it's another reaction to to sort of market trend. And I, I hope it does well. And I hope it sells. Obviously, you never want to sort of poo-poo on, on developers because it's, it's people's livelihoods and their jobs and whatever else. But at least show us something. Like it's, I know we're in isolation mode and it's a lot of forward-facing singular Zoom calls for a lot of these conferences. But show us show us like a static image, show us a logo or show us someone in a mocap suit. But when, when you come out and say it's in really early development, it just seems like, as you were saying, like they heard the announcements <laughs> for one and two and went, okay, let's make another skate. And they went, yep, that's it. And that's, that's the develop, development cycle they've done so far. Like, yeah. By the time this game comes out, hoverboards are probably going to be reality. So who's going to care about skateboarding? So like, you know, like this is probably not going to be out for two, three years. But anyway. Um, anyway that's my rant over <laughs> but yeah that was uh that was that was ea play 2020 not a huge amount of, of content there a couple a couple of rock solid announcements like apex crossplay uh star wars squadrons was i think the crown jewel of, of this event uh, anyone that says skate is is a damn fool but yes <laughs> star wars squadrons october 2nd sign me the heck up i'm gonna try that in vr and hopefully i'll get sick <laughs> these bitter assholes That's with it. their anti-pokemon go and anti <laughs> fucking pissing on everyone and their happiness <laughs> yeah well you know what here's some positive for you bunch of negative names tweet of the week <laughs> this tweet was pulled from at bandicoot page and the tweet itself reads the official title for the new crash game has been leaked peeps here is also the box art cover for crash bandicoot 4 it's about time. The announcement is so close. So obviously they haven't come out and confirmed that this exists yet, but there's been some leaks and this thing's popped up on like Play Asia, I think, or or a couple of those sort of um, Asian uh, game uh, online marketplaces. And the mm. art has been circulated a few times, but we are getting... Taiwan. Yeah, yeah Taiwan. So uh, Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time is apparently going to be announced imminently maybe it's going to be one of the one of the the big announcements for the reminder of uh summer games fest who knows but mm. more crash you keen you happy <laughs> or, you, or have i this chucked this in completely episode wrong for me i never played crash i didn't care about it <laughs> i never played a crash game oh i think i did maybe it like like I don't know if it was like a like a McDonald's kiosk or like maybe like you know when way back when when you know our youth was great when there was always like a console for kids to play to keep them distracted. Hell yeah! I think I maybe played a crash game, a level there once and just no. So you really need to give it a go. Fans. You need to if you can right. find the insane trilogy 
at a good price, pick that up. I know. You know what? I have played it recently. I played it when I played Uncharted. <laughs> right? That's it meta. was Uncharted. You did play yes. it in Uncharted 4, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you got me there. But more Crash. This is great. Like, obviously, uh, the, the remaster with the three, the three titles sold well, reviewed well, got that hype going and... I know we were just sort of poo-pooing on some nostalgia, but I really enjoyed my time with the uh, the Insane Trilogy and, and some more Crash, some more crazy Bandicoot-oriented platforming. Sign me up. Uh, box art, obviously, we're seeing Crash on there. We've got Coco in the back and a few other bits and pieces kicking around. Almost looks like some different iterations of the uh, the Tiki Man. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming we don't have to wait too long. I'm guessing this is going to be going to be popping up on our radars very shortly as far as an official announcement. But yeah, more Crash. Yeah. It's curious. I just like looking at because they show the picture for both PS4 and Xbox One. The Xbox One cover art has this little note where it says Xbox One, Xbox Series X, but you know, just like in the little corner there, which I never noticed. Oh, do they ever yeah. like always? Do they always just announce that? I or? think that's sort of part of their standard art now, where they're obviously um, going to be backwards slash forwards compatible if if you buy it mm. when it's released on on the one, and then it becomes then a few months later the, the series x comes out but uh yeah mm. it's more crash i'm keen you need to play some of the insane trilogy it's great uh. all right <laughs> last bit of the pod let's do it new releases and events well we, we've mentioned already some of the events coming up this week obviously we've got some more pokemon announcements coming out this week we've got the the next little mini expansion to season five of apex in there and we've got some games coming out this week and um pokemon cafe mix is out on june 23rd on switch ios and android duke nukem 3d 20th anniversary edition world tour comes to the nintendo switch on june 23rd <laughs> i don't know if you saw a really really bad taste tweet that they they released about this about shooting pigs like referencing cops the other day on the back of the whole blm situation whoever it was but yeah they made a tweet about you know if you want to shoot some pigs plug in a copy of duke nukem and i was like oh my goodness gracious me read the room but uh the the game i wanted to highlight and i'm assuming one that uh you might be excited for too uh, Star Wars Episode One Racer comes yeah! out on June the twenty third. PlayStation Four and Nintendo Switch. Heckin' yeah! Don't screw me again and then <laughs> change the date. Like, please don't. I can only take it so much. Um, yeah, I got kind of spoiled for like Star Wars related, um, like vehicle based games. Yeah, it's sort of just rolling, <laughs> like limping in over the finish line now on the back of squadrons, mm. isn't it? Yeah. Actually, ooh, I wonder if they did it for that. Yeah, I don't know. That seems that seems like interesting planning if they actually did decide to do that change. Um, the other one I'm gonna give a sh- small kind of like shout out is a lot of people that have well, not a lot of people, but a small section of people are actually super excited for SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated. Um, <laughs> that is I've a mouthful. Seen- it is. Um, <laughs> I've seen a few people um, pretty excited about it. And, yeah, I, I have no history with uh, SpongeBob in general. Um, but, yeah, I have seen a few people that have been pretty excited for it. So, um, yes. I'm looking at it right now. So, it's yeah, it's a 
a, a remade version of the cult mm. classic apparently uh graphically like it, it looks great like it's yeah 3d spongebob yeah yeah so so maybe it's going to be going to be a good little hit for the kiddies and, and the adults that are big fans of uh spongebob and co well, i mean yeah like it's adults that i'm hearing the hype from so probably the same kind that play skate for oh hey, hey well actually it's and- not called skate four is it yeah untitled skate game untitled skate game that's perfect but um yeah so we've got a lot of stuff coming this week so keep keep your eyes peeled to the socials because there is going to be a ton of announcements some more pokemon coming your way some game releases and all that other good stuff uh we'll also be having early access uh by the end of this week on episode five of the hungry game show and uh, episode five is actually john opeck battling the last of us so the original last of us uh is going to going to war against mr john opeck this week let's see if he does ascend to the top of the mountain or if he falls into the mud with salim the dream abraham at the back end of the charts uh so yeah we've had four competitors enter the hungry game show circle now and um yeah be sure to check those episodes out if you haven't already all four are available directly via the hungry games rss feed but yeah episode five early access this coming week and also uh by the tail end of this week slash next week we'll have early access to another episode of the 8-bit cast at patreon.com forward slash we are 8-bit which sees our boy benny uh jump on the podcast and have some have some banters with andrew and alex from a couple of npcs so it's a great little episode to to give a listen so if you want to get in on that early uh, you can support us for as little as one dollar on the patreon and uh, as we've mentioned, every dollar we earn from Patreon or our merch store or web store sales between now and July 31 will be going direct to Black Lives Matter-oriented charities both here in Australia and the United States. So if you want to throw a couple of bucks behind us, now is a perfect time because it's going to be going to an even better cause than 8-Bit Directly. So uh, yeah, do what you can to support there. But yeah, this has been episode 199 of the Hungry Games podcast. We've got episode 200 coming up next. You've still got some time to uh, send in your questions, comments, concerns, memories, all that fun stuff. Uh, you can drop us an email, hello at 8bit.net. You can uh, drop us a DM at we are 8 bit or you could reach us on the socials at Miss Ali Hart or at Brendan8Bit. But Miss Hart, you got anything else you want to say before we close this down? No, I just want everyone to send in your questions for episode 200. I'm actually super excited to hear from everyone, all our listeners out there that have supported us all this time. So, Hell yeah. Much love. Stay You've been hungry. listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture related podcasts from the 8-Bit Collective over on 8bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry. Bloody untitled skate game. Still ready for Pokemon White. Oh my God. <laughs> Front to back. Yeah.